This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Continuing on from last week's episode, I'm going to be talking about um, balance and bringing balance into your life. And in this episode, I'm going to be focusing on meeting your fitness goals, keeping emotional balance, and working on balancing work and social life. So starting off with fitness goals, I feel like it's so important to get clear on your um, balance with your fitness goals up front and get clear with what your goals are that you want to keep in your life. So maybe you're trying to increase your energy, maybe you're trying to lose weight, maybe you're trying to gain weight, maybe you're trying to reduce your body fat, increase your muscle, um, increase your body fat. It really depends on what your specific goals are at that time. So I think whatever you're doing, you want to take into account that your energy levels may fluctuate in your life. You may have different external factors that are coming into play regarding your sleep-wake cycle, you might be traveling for work, your schedule might be changing, the weather could change. Um, So you want to keep some different options in mind that are doable and that keep you motivated, that allow you to exercise. You know, the recommended amount is at least a half hour of cardiovascular exercise on a daily basis just, you you know, to be up and walking around and stuff, Um, which, you know, I think like keeping a goal for walking about 10,000 steps is usually a goal for most people and even doing, you know, anywhere between like six to 7,000 can be really, really good. So, you know, pick whatever your goal is in regards to that and um, find something that helps you do that. Maybe if you're traveling and you don't have your usual yoga studio, but the hotel has, you might have a hotel room, you can bring a yoga mat with you or just, you know, do some yoga on the hotel floor, like, you know, do whatever you need to do. Or if you can bring some bands or some light weights with you, that can be a solution or the hotel might have a gym. So, you know, if you're traveling or maybe you're used to going for hikes or running outside and it's raining outside and you don't want to run in the rain. So is there a different workout you can do inside or maybe you're going to choose to take a rest day, you know, keep some options available for yourself. It um, will be very important for you to have those depending on what different energy you have. Some days you might have a lot more time or energy and the weather might be complimentary so you can go out and do something a little bit more fun Um, or you might want to do something indoors. So keep a bunch of different options of different activities that you like. That way you will have some different options regarding different variables that may come up. And you'll be able to still keep your exercise going, even if it's different from your usual routine. Also be open to doing things at home, at a gym, outdoors. You can do group classes, private coaching. You can have a support buddy or group. You can find motivation online. And this will keep you really motivated. And I think if you're looking for other ways to kind of create a good connection with your body or making sure you're kind of creating that good connection with your body, you can also look into my previous episodes, 55, which was on body wisdom, episode 40, which was on body image, and also episode 12, which is developing without disorders. Now, in that episode specifically, I do talk about um, the development of the female body from adolescence into 
you know, about age 25 and all the different changes that happen from bone structure to the brain to hormones, all those types of things, and why it's so important to keep a lot of balance happening within the body in regards to eating and exercise habits, as well as emotional regulation as well. Now, also, you don't want to get toxic about it, overdo it, or, you know, exercise on injuries, etc., because it is, you know, there there are fears that people have of like, oh, like I'm scared I'm going to get in weight if I don't exercise today, or, you know, people become a slave to the scale. I know for me, like my weight literally can fluctuate anywhere between like, you know, five or even more than that, like five or even like seven or even 10 pounds within a day, depending on how much food I'm eating. So, and water that I'm drinking and how often I'm able to go to the bathroom. So it's like, for me, I don't get that stressed out about it. And um, I'm pretty comfortable within my skin at this point in my life. However, you know, I don't know what will happen in the future or if that will ever change. But I think it's important to not become a slave to the scale in regards to your self-worth or anything like that. So that can get really toxic and lead to mental health issues in regards to anorexia, bulimia, body dysmorphia, that type of thing which I saw a lot growing up in the performing arts industry as a dancer and thankfully did not necessarily ever get diagnosed with firsthand, although I did have issues with food regarding having a lot of painful experiences with digestion growing up. It I didn't I felt like my issues were more like I didn't know what to eat that was not going to cause me to be in pain versus being you know, really into intense calorie restriction or food restriction or being fearful of gaining a lot of weight. That isn't too much what my situation was and it didn't really relate to me, but I did see a lot of those things going on around me um, for my peers, which was, you know, it's unfortunate to see that. Um, However, you can build a healthy relationship with your body and just Look at what your goals are for your body, what's a healthy way and a healthy way to approach meeting those goals and get clear on that and follow that as best you can. You know, I think there are, especially when it comes to injuries, it's important to give yourself rest. You know, rest is a really, really important need for your body. So it's it's really important to be respectful of that. And, you know, being that it is one of your body's needs, it is important to respect So a lot of healing can be done during resting and it is miraculous how the body is able to just know what to do when it comes to healing. So give yourself the time to do that if you need to. If you need a rest day, if you need a break, then feel free to take it. And then when you are rested, you'll have that energy to get back on your grind and kill it. So, you know, another thing is like you want to get clear on why you're exercising in the first place. Realistically, some people... Um, exercise for mental and emotional health. Some people just want to burn off some extra calories or because they want to have an extra piece of pie, you know, or or whatever it is, you know. Um, Some people are really exercising to be motivated for personal bests. They want to, you know, reduce the amount of time they want to be running a marathon or a mile or get faster with sprints or whatever it is. They want to be lifting heavier amounts of weight, building different muscle. You want to get clear on what your objectives is and why you're wanting to exercise. You know, some people just want to do something that they've never done before and feel so accomplished in that and really push their boundaries in that way. So when you get clear on your why, it can make it easier to create more balance. And during those times where you're like, oh, like, I need to exercise or I really need to rest. 
you can double check it with that and be like, okay, is this rest really going to be supplementing my long-term well-being or is it going to be doing something that is maybe setting me back? Am I just being lazy or am I really giving myself quality time to to rest and find um, a solution to whatever type of fatigue that I'm dealing with or whatever type of muscle sensitivity, hamstring sensitivity, ankles, hips, knees, spine, whatever it may be that is bugging you. Um, even I know that I've like had subtle like wrist strains or something, even lifting weights sometimes if it was too heavy. So you just got to be careful and be like, okay, in the long term, is this going to be beneficial for me or not? Next, moving on to emotional balance. Now, I've done a lot of episodes within the past year. 2018 was a huge year in regards to me wanting to focus on mental health issues. Probably a lot of them focusing like 40 through mid 50s. It was like in regards to episode numbers. There's a lot there and I'll go through the specifics of those of which are which in case some of you want to um, do some of that. But when it comes to creating more emotional balance, I know a lot of people can feel like every day is a roller coaster, like they don't know what stress they're going to deal with at work or their kids or their family or their spouse or whatever it may be. They don't know what kind of um, things from their past might be coming back for them to deal with. And it's just important to remember that you are able to deal with these things and just remember to empower yourself that you can work through whatever issues that you're facing in a healthy way and there are tools available to do that and um, I've outlined some of those in the previous uh, podcast episodes which I've done and some of those can be you know episode one I talked about letting go and being present so important episode six I talked about transforming worthlessness into uh, self-worth or into self-love. Episode 35, I talked about a lot of emotional regulation. So kind of think in that episode, I started to touch on cognitive behavioral therapy and dialectical behavioral therapy in regards to really being able to shift your mindset about certain things. Episode 41 was about interpersonal effectiveness. So if you're having issues with other people um, or you're you're having issues with conflict resolution, that's a good one to listen to. Episode 42 really focuses a lot on confidence. So if you're having own personal confidence issues or you're not really feeling like it's an important thing to invest your time in, that might be a good one for you. Episode 44, I really focused on grief and loss. So we're always going through times when we might be dealing with a disappointment or a major loss in our life, and it can be difficult to cope with. It can affect a lot of different areas of our life. So that's a great one to listen to if you're dealing with that. Episode 50 was forgiveness. Now, I think forgiveness harbors a lot of different attachments around it that can be released once forgiveness is really expressed in a particular situation. So that can be a good one to listen to if you're really feeling like, oh, there's like that one person that I'm having a really hard time forgiving. And you know what? At the end of the day, that person might be yourself. So that's a good one to tune into if you are interested in that. Episodes 51 to 52 were focused on a two-part gratitude series of just living in gratitude and shifting your focus towards that. So if you feel like maybe you're focusing on the negatives too much and you're not really focusing on everything that you've been blessed with, that could be a good one to listen to as well. Now, I think when it comes to emotional balance, it's important to look at your life in regards to the times where you feel you're high functioning, the times where you're kind of like mediocre functioning, and the times when you're low functioning. What type of habits and behaviors do you engage with? Are you binging on Netflix? Are you binging on food? Are you 
Are you isolating yourself? Are you out and around people? Because some people, when they're really low functioning, they might be all over the place, like doing stuff outside their house, like avoiding procrastinating when it comes to dealing with things. Um, For some people, that might be really high functioning behavior because otherwise they're really low and they're really down and they're really isolating themselves and they're feeling really depressed. So it can be really helpful just to create a chart and be like, okay, these are the different times where I notice maybe it's getting close to my menstrual cycle and I'm getting a little bit more emotional or a little bit more moody. Or maybe when my parents come to town or I see this family member or this family acquaintance or this person, I get a little bit more sensitive and it can trigger me down these passive behaviors. So you can get really clear with that. And find like, okay, this is what I'm doing my best. This is what I'm doing okay, but might be like suspect on the realms of going into low functioning, but also be more able to go into high functioning behavior. And then look at the times when you're low functioning and the things that are kind of affecting this. So one example of that, a couple different categories that you could look into is if you have certain emotional attachments around food. Um... You know, you can maybe if you're high functioning, you're in a really good mood. If you're medium functioning, you'd be in a mediocre mood. If you're low functioning, you might be experiencing depression. If you're high functioning, you might be uh, exercising a lot, eating according to your habits, meditating, you know, receiving regular therapy or help or consolation for whatever you need. You might be doing regular activities with friends, listening to music, reading inspirational spiritual material, managing your money spending in a very responsible way, making food at home, taking care of your spiritual well-being in community. Um, you might, your hygiene habits might be really good. You will be paying your bills on times, entertaining healthy relationships, having good faith in things, and being really focused on stuff. When it comes to medium functioning behavior, you might be a little bit more sensitive during certain times of the month, not really exercising that great, sleeping kind of okay but not awesome, eating more than necessary or not in line with your goals, being somewhat meditative but kind of more on the distractive end of things, your attention span might be kind of sketchy, avoiding using certain things that you know help you but you're just like, oh, like I don't really want to do it. You might be feeling a little bit more worried, anxious, or depressed about things, isolating yourself, doing activities alone rather than with a friend, which can be good or bad, honestly, um, you know, depending on if it's empowering for you to do things on your own or if it's really scary for you to do things on your own or it makes you feel depressed. So it depends. Maybe you're not really uh, listening to music that you like or Uh, You might be having some type of impulse spending habits. Your hygiene might not be that good. Maybe your car, your room, or your space is kind of messy. Your house is kind of messy. Um, You're not really feeling like your relationships are that great, and you're just kind of getting distracted from things. In really low functioning, you might be feeling things of depression and anxiety. You might be not really exercising that much, not sleeping that well, really overeating on stuff, feeling super stressed and not really meditating, having a low functioning um, attention span, you know, not really accessing tools. You might be in such a high state of stress that you're not able to really access the tools that normally really help you in regards to mental health. You might be really calling out to friends and family for a lot of help. You might be in complete isolation, overuse of distractive behaviors like 
um, using a lot of media or a lot of entertainment as a crutch instead of going out and doing things. You might be have really reckless spending, eating out a lot rather than making fresh food for yourself. Your you know internal space may be a bit of a mess um, in regards to your living circumstances or just like your hygiene's not really taken care of, um, not paying bills on time, kind of getting involved in other people's business or their lives that really doesn't have anything to do with you and jumping to unrealistic conclusions, you know, might just feel a little bit lost. So you might want to get clear about those patterns you have in your life and uh, think about it for yourself and be like, okay, if I'm in this state of mind, how can I get myself out of it? And using cognitive behavioral therapy and dialectical behavioral therapy can be really, really helpful. Um, so you might want to look up what a CBT triangle is, not CBD oil, CBT for cognitive behavioral therapy triangle is or a DBT um, structure is um, for dialectical behavioral therapy um, when it comes to kind of working through your thoughts and processing them in a little bit of a different way or getting aware of certain thought patterns and how you can change them. Now, it might be useful to talk or even do text therapy if you're feeling some anxiety. I know the 741741 number is really useful. You can talk and text with a therapist using that um, in your phone if you don't really feel comfortable or you don't have the means to like go see a therapist or you don't feel comfortable reaching out to a friend and you just want kind of want to talk to an anonymous person about whatever you're dealing with and get some tools for that that can be useful or if you're even prone to crisis and you might have a past of depression that's really really serious that you're in a state of mind where you feel really unsafe you can reach out to different crisis lines and you know, it is really just important to have that structure in place because you never know what's next. You never know what you might experience in your life and you don't know how you might handle it. But the more resources, the more tools you put in place, the more structure you'll have there and the more balance you'll be able to create. Because when your life ends up going like haywire down a road where you're like, where the hell did this come from? You'll be able to get it back into a state of balance and move forward with a bit more ease and maturity about the situation. Plan ahead for stress and have that structure in place so when things happen, you'll be ready to go. Now, when it comes to creating balance between your career and social life, I think it's important to plan about, you know, plan things socially outside of work. I know that for me, I tend to stay very professional in my work environments with people. There are select few people that I feel comfortable talking about like very nitty gritty details of my life with and those are like very close friends of mine. However, it is important to plan things socially outside of work that you do with friends or even people that you know through work if you feel comfortable to do that. I know for me, like one thing that I love to do is I love going salsa dancing. So I'll meet up with friends that I know through yoga or through other areas of my life or friends that I've known in college or from my past or just met out and about. And I'll want to go out and uh, do that and um, engage in, you know, going out and doing a host of different activities, whatever it may be. It's just important to get out and do things socially um, and plan those things, you know. And I think don't bring up a lot of personal things at work. I think it is good to have boundaries and um, have a separate support system from work. Uh, you know, like you want to be able to go into work and focus on your job. And even though there might be a lot of looming issues that are overwhelming for you outside of your workplace, I think it is really important to have a separate support system outside of your workplace, whether it be a therapist, your close family and friends, 
whatever it is um because that can unfortunately lead to gossip down the line if certain information of your personal details of your life get you know kind of spread around and you might not really want to deal with that so i really am a big believer of keeping personal and professional life separate when it comes to a lot of those things um there may be few like trusted individuals that you can trust that might be an exception to that but i think definitely make sure that that's something that is you know solid first because eventually you know things can unfortunately turn into gossip if they get into um you know if information gets passed along to the wrong person so just be wary of that um when you're in a work environment you know and uh, i think it's important to keep really regular communication with friends because you know someone might be available to hang out uh, or do something with you or just catch up over the phone and even though you might not have time for a really extravagant type of activity, you can still kind of keep subtle parts of the social life going by keeping those friendships nurtured through good communication um, over time and um, keep that structure there. So when there is time to hang out, then the, the framework is there as well. And you're not like, oh, I completely abandoned that person or like, where have you been? I haven't heard from you in like two years, <laughs> you know. So some people are a little bit more forgiving about that. Some of them are like, uh, who is this? <laughs> you know, so um, it's important to keep the good communication going. That way it's it's easier to hang out with certain people when you have the time for it eventually. Again, if time is not on your side at this point. Also, I've talked about this before, but I really love going out and meeting new people. I like to go out sometimes just by myself and, you know, um, get over whatever kind of social anxiety that may even tend to crop up for some people. For me, I just, I really enjoy going out by myself. I like meeting new people. I like um, really getting into the process of trusting other people um, that they are good people and having faith in people and doing my best to see the good in them. And although I may have a lot of friends in my life that are very close to me, that affirms that there are good people in this world. So I like to go out and try to meet more when I can. And sometimes I like to do that with groups of friends. Sometimes I like to do it by myself. So although that can be really overwhelming and intimi intimidating for people, um, especially to do it substance free. Like I don't drink alcohol or ever use any kind of drugs or anything like that whenever I go out. So, um, you know, I think the benefit of that is being in a sober state. You get to have like great conversations with people, even if they are, you know, having alcohol or whatever, you know, and I think it just opens me up to new perspectives on things. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was out in some, um, a guy told me, he was like, you look like a young Angelica Houston. And I was like, I don't even know who that is. You know, she's a little bit before my time, I guess, being a 90s child. But um, I like looked up who she was and I was like, she's totally fabulous, you know, and I never would have even known like who this person was. But I guess she was on like the Adams Family or something as a show and um, like one of the moms or something. So I was like, cool. But when she was younger, which he said, like, I looked like how she did when she was younger and stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, like I do see a lot of similarities and stuff. So, you know, you just get open to people's perspectives on things. You learn about people's jobs, what they do. And, you know, it's just fun. So I think like have good faith in people. Don't be afraid to like strike up conversations with people, meet new people, because that can be really, really great for your social life too. Um, you know, I have certain friends that when I go out with them, like, 
we could maybe know no one there when we come in and then by the time we're leaving we're like hugging and saying goodbye to like almost everybody there just because like we're social we ask people out their lives and what they do and whatever you know like it's it's you know and then you make some connections that might last longer so it's just you want to spread spread good vibes and and enjoy doing that and when you do go out and enjoy your social life make that be you know an important part of it so um you know don't go out for you know weird intentions or whatever your intentions may be make that part of your intentions i guess so if you are working a lot which i know a lot of people they work really consistently it's very difficult to find like vacation time and stuff plan a vacation stick to it and try to make that separate from your work life you know do it with friends do it with you know people even if it's just a weekend getaway even if it's just like a staycation or you guys are doing something locally wherever you live that can be really really great when you're wanting to find time to um do little things to spend time with people that you care about and take a break from work you know doing little things with friends can be really really helpful too even just getting coffee or facetiming or taking time to celebrate yourself you know uh, or the other person is really really important i think you know there are a lot of ways you can celebrate yourself those around you and the people in your life in like a really a multitude of ways and it can be really nice to extend gratitude for those who you work with and who offer support to your life so thinking about ways that you can do that can help bring more balance into your social life when you're just able to plan things or when you have time to go out even if a friend isn't able to go with you to kind of push yourself to overcome any type of anxiety of going out by yourself and just meeting new people you know, that can really be enriching to your social life as well. So I hope some of these things allow you to bring a little bit more balance into your life and that you enjoy employing some of these techniques into your lifestyle. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to sapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.